Hello everyone, I'm Denise Boggs, and I want to welcome you as we journey together through Healing the Heart. Hello everyone, and welcome to the podcast that's a continuation of healing from rejection. It's such a big topic, and it's, it's um, something that you have to really work through and process for your full healing. It's not a one-time prayer. It's not a one-time podcast. It becomes a daily walking it out, okay? Daily walking it out. And in John, you know, we talked last week about, in John 8, 32, it says, you shall know the truth, and the truth, the truth in God's Word sets you free. But, you know, I have had some people just say, well, I've read the whole Bible, but I'm still struggling with these lies. Well, the lies have to be replaced with truth. So if you're still holding the the lie and then you mix it with the truth, the lie is distorting or bringing confusion to the truth. Because even if you believe, I am worthless, okay? That lie, I'm worthless, Okay, you can read the word and God said you have been created with great worth and value. You are accepted in the beloved, even if you read those verses. But the law of I'm worthless will not allow you to fully receive the truth so that the truth can set you free from the law. So we've got to replace them. I want you to remember that word replace. And I'm going to give you an exercise on how to replace lies with truth. Okay? They have to be replaced. And the way we do that is through identifying these lies. And I like to do it, um, and I have a chart in the unmet, in the, excuse me, I have a chart in Healing for Rejection. And in this chart... I I have all the emotional needs established and a place where you can write down the lies you believed. And then in the next column is the scriptures of truth that you have to replace the lie with. But until you identify the lie, you can't replace it. You've got to identify it. So now let's start with the need for acceptance. The need for acceptance. I'm going to give you, you know, what God says about acceptance, and I love it. I love this verse. It's in Ephesians, and it's in Ephesians 1. And we all know how we are accepted in the Beloved. I'm accepted in the Beloved. Let me read it right here in in the Amplified. The Amplified says, in verse 4, it says, Just as in His love He chose us. He chose us. He chose me. He chose you in his love. He chose us in Christ, actually selected us for himself as his own. He chose us and selected us as his own for himself before the foundation of the world. And that ties in with the Jeremiah 1.5. It says, even before you were in your mother's womb, God chose you. God chose you. And we don't understand it fully. We just have to believe by faith that God knew who we were and He chose us to come to planet Earth. 
He loved us, and he wanted us to come to planet Earth for a specific purpose. And listen to this. Before the foundation of the world, so that we could be holy and consecrated and set apart for his purpose and blameless in his sight in love. He predestined and lovingly planned for us to be adopted as his own children through Jesus Christ. So this verse is awesome. I love that verse. But what if you've believed the lie, I'm worthless? What if you didn't have that affirmation from your father, your earthly father? But even worse than that, if he didn't affirm you, what if he called you um, something like, you're a loser, you'll never amount to anything? If he said things like that, just off the cuff, you'll never amount to anything. Go clean up that messy room. You're worthless. If those words came out of your father's mouth, your earthly father, because as a child, you're looking for identity. You're looking. You're searching. You're, you're in that time of needing to know who you are and, and how you're valued by your mom and dad. So their words are valuable to you, both good and bad. You grasp them. You believe them. And you hold on to them. Now, so if your dad said, you'll never amount to anything, you'll never, okay? And maybe you were eight or nine years old. That hurt, the pain of it, when, that, when you heard it, you felt it. Do you know rejection without a feeling, a, a, a reject will not go as deep, but if you hear something and then feel it, it's, it's almost like a drill. It goes all the way into your heart. It goes deep. The feeling creates the depth. Okay? And one thing that I teach is that feelings that are buried alive go deep. Don't die. They're alive. Those feelings are still alive. So, as a child, if you heard Dad say, you'll never amount to anything, and you felt it, it goes deep, then that becomes the way you see yourself. I'll never amount to anything. So let's say you're in your 20s, 30s, and you read this verse that I just said. In His love, He chose you. In His love, He chose you. He's accepted you. You can read it, and maybe your spirit leaps. It would leap, because the Word of God awakens us, and our spirit leaps and grabs it like, whoa, yeah. But your soul interprets things according to the lies we believed. It's in our soul. It's in our mind. It's in our memory. How we felt about ourselves growing up. So if that lie is still there, I'm worthless, then this truth is blocked. You, you receive a, a, just a measure of it, but not the fullness of it. So I'm going to give you an exercise to help you work through it. In the workbook, you'll see that there's a section on acceptance. So what I want you to do is think for a minute how you perceived acceptance from your dad. Did he affirm you? Did he say, good job, son? Did he accept that you were maybe more athletic 
not as maybe not as as uh, much of a um, a bookworm like he was. You wanted to go outside, and you know you were athletic. So even though he wasn't athletic, yeah, yeah, go on, go on out. So was he accepting of you because you were different than him? A lot of times that's where acceptance gets all confusing because if mom or dad does not value the way you're uniquely different than them, you feel rejected by them. So let's say mom, if mom was real creative and she loved to decorate, she loved to design, she loved to change up the furniture and and, uh, just enjoy decorating. But let's say you didn't care at all about decorating. You wanted to, you were into music. You didn't care anything about decorating. So if she didn't come and listen to you as you're playing your music, because she's too busy decorating, then you feel, again, rejected because you're musically, you know, that's your gifting and that's, that's just what really speaks to you and it's fulfillment to you. But if she didn't come listen or if dad didn't come listen and maybe you had a recital, nobody comes, then you feel rejected. So that's one way you've got to think in your mind is remembering just incidences when you needed their acceptance. You needed them to come into your world a ball game, a recital, a uh, you know art class, an art project, things that were unique to you. Did they come in? Did they enter in? Did they come to the ball game? Did they come to the recital? Did they listen to you practice or watch you practice? Did they enter into your world with you and accept who you are and celebrate what's unique about you? Now, if they didn't, now I'm not. I'm not saying that you're going to remember them all at one time, but maybe just remember one or two incidences when mom or dad did not come into your world, and you felt real disappointed. But I want you to understand, because it was an expression of you, that felt in your heart like they're rejecting you. And the moment you felt it, you have 90 seconds to either release the lie, not receive it, release it, or believe it. So if you felt it, they didn't come, dad didn't come to the ball game, and at the moment you looked in the stands and he wasn't there, you're like, well, he doesn't care about me. I'm not important. That's the moment you believe the lie. I'm not important. He doesn't care. And so I'm not important can be a lie that goes with you into adulthood and affects your job, your career choice, your, your spouse that you choose. It's like it, it affects so much. So you've got to work through this healing to remove those lies so that you can fully receive the love that God has to give you even through your spouse. You can't even believe that they love you until you get I'm not important out of your mind. So let's, let's, so let's go back to the exercise, okay? Look in the workbook, look under acceptance, and then make a list. Or you can do this even without the workbook. Make a list on your journal page 
of memories you have when you felt unaccepted, you felt rejected, and the lies you believed at that time. Make a list. And as you're making that list, you are grabbing hold of it. You're grabbing it and you're capturing it. Take every thought captive. Do you know how you take that captive? You, you remember it, you grab it, and you put it on that sheet of paper and say, I am not going to believe this lie anymore. I am capturing it. It's not going to dictate my thoughts. But by capturing it, and then when you write it down, then make the next choice, and that is to renounce it out loud. Capture it, write it, and renounce it out loud. I choose. I choose to renounce this lie. I believe this lie way too long, and I come out of agreement with it in Jesus' name. That's what renouncing is. It's coming out of agreement with the lie. And that process is very, it can be very um, simple, but it has to be done again and again until all the lies in your memory and your file system are captured and put on paper. And then you replace them with truth, with the truth that will completely eradicate that lie. Okay, so I'm not important. Let's, let's take that lie. I'm not important. You know, and so you could use the one that I just quoted in Ephesians. It's like you can write that, that, that verse down, Ephesians 1, 4. And it says that, um, that just as in his love, he chose me. In his love, he chose me. And he set me apart to be his own. Ephesians 1, 4. Just write it out in that next section. And write this verse out and put it to memory. So anytime that that feeling surfaces a little bit of I'm not important, no, wait a minute. I am important. He chose me. He calls me his own. Isaiah 43 says, he calls me by name. Write that verse out. Isaiah 43, 1. He calls me by name. I am his own. So you've got to tackle every one of these lies that you believed in childhood because of whatever the situation was with mom and dad. They didn't know what they were doing most of the time. If they didn't show up for the ball game and think, oh, he'll get over it. I've got work to do. But not even understanding that the pain lingered and the lies then were embraced. So deal with rejection lies by remembering the pain of the past and letting that pain help you to identify the lie you believed. All right, I hope this is helpful to you on dealing with rejection. And then I want you to do this. I want you to go to Psalms 27. And in that scripture, it says this. It says, <laughs> verse 8, it says, Seek my face in prayer. Seek my face in prayer. Require my presence as your greatest need. Require my presence as your greatest need. So as you're working through these rejection lies and you're releasing them, then you go to God 
And in His presence is where you receive your truth. That's your greatest need, is to know what He says about you, who He says you are. And as you are in His presence, that's when you will know the truth. Because He's speaking to you by His Spirit, and you're hearing Him through your spirit. And now that your soul, your mind, and your, your will and emotions, all that is being cleaned out by capturing the lies, you can hear the truth. And the fullness of the truth sets you free from all of those lies. You know what's exciting about this, and I'm going to do, do a teaching on it in the next podcast, is then you begin to know who you are in the kingdom. You know who you are. You can hear God say who you are and believe it. Like in my story, I couldn't believe who God said I was until I removed that, that um, lie, I believed that I was loud and a cricket. A cricket that you're trying to get out of the house that's annoying. You know, and so those, those, those lies you believe can come from something so simple as just a, um, a word that somebody uses to label you as a joke, but you hold on to it. So, deal with every one of these lies individually. And I brought that up for that purpose, is to individually, every lie, take every thought captive. Every thought. It doesn't say, stand in a prayer line and have one prayer. No. Every thought captive. Okay, so we got to take the thoughts that are contrary to the truth of God. Got to take them captive, write them down, release them and renounce them, and then receive the truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free from all the rejection lies. I hope you'll work on this assignment. Take it seriously, and you will see freedom because you'll know the truth. God bless you.